Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode five. Are you hearing other stuff in the background? I just heard our sound. No. Something weird is happening. I'm good. How are you doing? You talk for a second. Something weird is happening. Uh, Magic's got voices in his head. Huzzah! There we go. I figured it out. Huzzah! Yeah, I'm so sorry. You want to start that over? No, we're fine. No, we're fine. Uh, I'm going to blame it on Aaron. He... I was going to do a congrats to Valor, uh, Valor Husso Huzzah because he had his daughter flew back from the uh, the international game. Since you're in Matt, you're in all Red Wings garb there. Give him some props there for having his first kiddo. Yeah. Well, I'm watching the Red Wings game right now. It's been an interesting one. I'm happy in the sense that my best bet today for dudes who bet daily was Red Wings Senators over six and a half. And that cashed halfway through the second period. Um because Huso wasn't there, uh, the Senators went up 4-0, then Detroit came back 4-4, and now they're about to end overtime. They spent the entire third period not scoring, and now overtime's going to go that way. So There you yeah. go. I'm having, a, Anyways. I'm, having a, I'm having a frustrating yet okay day, not going to lie. We're already, uh, okay. we're already hitting, hitting the light, white claws here, prepping for date night, but uh, how wow. we, the bombs were live to, I think it was 16 and $20,000. Uh, to the, in the last race at Aqueduct and did not get the trip I wanted from the five horse heart and soul who ended up three wide both turns didn't go to the lead and they went 50 to the half uh, so that was a little frustrating especially since the third pick won the last race and the late pick five paid uh, 10,000 so frustrating there but did go nine for nine in tournaments today because both of my prices won so that that is a positive however it would have been nice to get that late pick five home well, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you, but I I was telling Aaron before we came on that uh, I got a really good feeling about this one. I know last week, if you Frankensteined our tickets like Chris Oldfield did, uh, you would have cashed in on this pick five. Um, and I know that technically the the ticket that I gave out uh, would have cashed at the Breeders' Cup because pretty much of a scratch replaced with Idiomatic. But I didn't feel good celebrating that one because I, I didn't have Idiomatic on my ticket. I was trying to beat her, so it didn't, didn't celebrate that. But I have a really good feeling about this this sequence. One of us... It, probably me. We'll cash and uh, Frankenstein Mike stuff onto mine, and you can really cash. Yeah, I'm I'm playing a five dollar ticket. This is not um, what I'm going to call an overly difficult sequence when you look through it on paper. Yeah, Doc had Doc's four hundred and thirty two dollars. Thanks for the text. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate. Hey, it. I mean, you, you got to give him props. Plays big tickets, but gets big prices home. So you got to love that. Uh, finished well behind me in tournaments today, so so, so we got to at least mention that. You know, I think it finished with like a hundred, and he was at the sixty dollar mark or so. So, uh, you know, just got to at least bring that one up, Doc. Um, yeah, if this is this sequence, I think is one you can go after. I'm playing a five dollar ticket. I'm going to take a shot against your single. I am using your horse, uh, but I'm, I'm going to take a shot against it in the five dollar ticket to try and inject a little bit of value here baby because we'll talk about the spot i think it's really interesting how quickly the horse is coming back and then um just the situation of the race as well because i think that makes a big difference in it yeah it, the field sizes aren't great like we've seen with other delmar stuff but it's kind of that weird doldrum we're in the middle of of the meet and a lot of the horses in the field sizes will they're waiting for the end of the meet right we're on thanksgiving week so we're a week off this is kind of that weird spot but it doesn't mean we can't make some good money here mike's got a you have a five dollar ticket as well as a 50 center is that right I do, yeah. See that that's this to me is one of those sequences where if you like a couple, if you're willing to take a shot against one of the favorites, you can go a little bit uh, shorter in the other races and see if you can get a nice score home. Because if you can get a five dollar ticket home and the thing pays 
you know, 300 bucks, that's $3,000 off a $5 ticket. So I, this feels like one of those sequences. It's going to pay somewhere between 200 and $500. Um, and so I'm willing to take a shot with a $5 ticket. Why what, did the math confuse you there, Magic? No, uh, uh, Michael Austin was talking. I think he's talking about Sunday's card at Del Mar. I was like, Royal oh, Slippers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, race two. I, th I thought he said leg two. Yes, race two. Yeah, I know what he's talking about there. Okay, sorry. No, the math. I was I was trying to do the trying to pay attention to what was going on in the chat. That never works out well. Yeah, no, multitasking is not your strong suit. <laughs> well, what is my strong suit? It's hosting this show when I'm not trying to multitask. The Del Mar Late Pick Five uh, for Saturday. That's gonna be November 18th, the week before Thanksgiving. Let's get into it, buddy. Right up. False statement. Doc cannot give it as, as uh, take it as good as he can give it. That is absolute <laughs> false flag on on the play there. First leg of the Del Mar late pick five Saturday, November eighteenth. Race five also ends the early pick five, so you better get it right. We've got six three year old males routing a mile on the turf in for fifty k claiming tags. Where'd you go on top? I'm going to take a little bit of a stab right to start it off here. Give me the two horse, Tom and Jazzy on top here. Mike Pipey trains this one. Last time we saw this was at six and a half furlongs. The horse I thought ran really well. The trip wasn't phenomenal. Still was able to get a pretty decent fourth. Uh, we'll talk about Grays. We'll talk about Gypsy Tears. We'll talk about Mesh a little bit later as a couple of those horses show up on the card turf sprinting later. Uh, this horse stretches back out to a mile at Del Mar. If you go back to where this one was claimed by Dylan Donnelly, three back. Horse ran very well at a mile against Open Company, 35 to 40,000. Uh, got DQ'd that day. Not really a concern because I still liked how the horse ran. And the trip here, I think, just sets up absolutely beautifully for this horse. When you go through it, there's not a ton of speed in this spot. You've got the three horse who is definitely going to go forward. The five should have some pace as well, but the two of them really should set it up for Tom and Jazzy to be able to sit right behind them and get first run on both of them. And I think that's the trip that, that wins this year for Tom and Jazzy. So I love the pocket trip here that we're projected to get. I like the six to one price. I know the connections are high on this horse. It's one of the reasons they put it in for 50 and not going to a lower tier after that last race. Uh, so it kind of all fits in here where I like the trip. I think the horse is ready to roll. And I like the fact that we're dropping back into the claiming level. So I'll take the, I'll take the two Tom and Jazzy here at six to one. Yeah, I use this horse as well. The, the plenty of back races that fit and say you could do well. You've got low percentage for the jockey trainer combo, but that means with six to one here, we'll get every bit of that and maybe even float up a little bit. So um, I like that. I also I know Dylan didn't name the horse, but I love the name Tom and Jazzy. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty great uh, using in the breeding there. So we agreed on this one. I went three deep and I didn't use anyone else that you did. My top picks on the rail. That's for a laugh at five to two. Horse is going to be running third time off the layoff. First time in for a claiming tag. Broke the maiden in the North American debut, which I thought was pretty impressive as a two-year-old. It was over this course in distance last uh, August of 2022, I should say. <clears throat> Dropping in for the tag. This is the right move. You know, out of that maiden win, went to the Zuma Beach. Wasn't very competitive. The next two races in the summer at Del Mar ran okay, but wasn't taking that next step forward that the horse needed to. And I think this is a right spot. That's why you're seeing five to two on the horse, but... I think this is the right placement for the horse, and Callahan gets Frisu aboard. Frisu seems to be riding more and more confidently as time goes on. So the one is my top pick here. 
Yeah, I, I looked at the one for a while. I didn't want to go. I have the one in third in here. I just didn't want to go three deep in a six-horse race. That was really, to me, the, the differentiator, um, especially when I am going to use the favorite here on the outside, Kid, Az- Kid Azteca, who I know you're leaving off your ticket. Uh, similar to the one four left, this is just a drop here. I mean, we're dropping down from Stakes Company. Uh, last time out was an 80K and 2X. Time Two races before that, both graded stakes. Uh, this is a huge drop here for this horse. Fits well at the mile distance. Uh, his run okay at the mile distance hasn't won but has to hit the board twice and easily facing the weakest field of his career the last time we were even in the n1x level uh back at santa anita the source one going down the hill really impressively coming from way off the pace that day i think you kind of found your friends today with kid azteca shouldn't be wildly off the pace uh, but should be able to to have some pace to chase here and uh, you know the two i feel like is going to get the lead headed into the stretch i think the most likely horse to run him down is going to be the six who should be ahead of the one coming when they're on the back stretch i feel like the one is going to be way out the back here um and i, I want to have the horse that's probably going to have to jump on him and to me that's going to be the two and the six so i'm just going two six here to get through on both the 50 cent ticket and i'm going to play a five dollar ticket here because i do want to take a shot against the favorite later i'm just going to go two six as well i see i i think that the six is better as a one-turn horse his two wins six and a half furlongs and six furlongs uh, a lot of his better races in his career were uh spring a five furlong sprint there he's been okay and it is a huge class drop there but i think especially being a sharp ass tech out of a midnight loop mare that the, the class drive will help him i don't think it's gonna be enough to get him there as the favorite but he's also first time gelding he's got juan hernandez um just Peter Miller, man. He's a, I would prefer to play him if he was a turf sprinter because that, to me, is P- uh, Peter Miller's best angle. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't hate that idea. The Hernandez switch was key to me, though. I mean, if you look at when Juan Hernandez rode this horse, he's ridden him yep. five times now, two wins, a second, a third, and a fourth. I mean, every single mm-hmm. time he's ridden him have been the best races we've seen from Kid Azteca. So it feels like he knows the horse well, and a lot of those were around two turns as well. So not as worried about the two-turn side, especially with Hernandez getting the call here. Uh, last horse that I'll talk about that I'll use third one. Uh, number five, low expectations at five to two returns to the turf where this horse made his first four starts. Three of them were at a mile. Two of them were over this course. Uh, both of those I thought looked pretty good for what they were. He ran okay two back versus 50K starter allowance horses. So he's kind of dropping back down into the claiming level here. In that race, he was beginning to make his move in the turn. And then he had to tap on the brakes because of some traffic issues that were happening them and that just ended up he lost his momentum had to restart and just kind of ran in place in the stretch and really that's what kept him from at least getting third i don't know that he was going to be up there with the top two horses but uh i think he definitely for sure would have gotten third last out was on the dirt i thought it was a pretty sneaky good effort because he contested a pretty hot pressured pace early and then he got collared by the horse that was in last and the horse just blew by him in the end because he was out of gas but the horse that uh, was pushing him on the front end ended up being last in that race so low expectations held on for second uh so uh, the return to turf here i don't love the five to two price but this is it's a six horse field you're not gonna get to it. if you get a price in a six horse field that horse is bad well i mean that's why i like the six to one on uh on tom and jazzy yeah the price here was the problem for me this horse has yeah. never been under 15 to one on the turf and now you're getting five to two. Um, and that that to me was a, a little bit of an issue. Horse needs the lead. I feel like the three is 100% ascend horse, which makes it harder for low expectations mm-hmm. to win. And, you know, you mentioned that race, the last one out. It was a five horse field. I'm not going to take too much out of that dirt effort, even if he is able to hang on for a second, just because of how short that specific field was. So, you know, if, I'm not a big time guy, but if you look at the time, that 134 and one for the mile, I mean, you look at Kid Azteca, the last mile he ran at Santa Anita was 132 and three. And they were both, you know, one was four lot lengths off the lead, the other five. So a pretty big gap in that as well. So I I couldn't get to low expectations, especially at the price. 
Second leg of the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, November 18th. Race six, the first of three Calbred races. This has got two two-year-old Calbred maiden male sprinting six furlongs on the dirt. And of the eight in here, you've got a single. Who is it? Yeah, let's go to the outside. Uh, Jama, J- Jarmaya, Jarama, 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 like drama, but Jarama. Uh, yeah, drama on the outside to me makes a ton of sense here. Yakteen just missed with this horse first time out. Um, was able to beat another horse in here, stay on the fence. Who's your second choice on the morning line? That horse wasn't able to get the lead, wasn't able to catch it. That horse went on to run in a stakes race, was close to the pace, but then got beat by Magic Spoon, who was, by the way, the horse that was in the first race between these two. Uh, I look through here, and this just isn't a bunch of world beaters. And that really was the bottom line for me is that I I would love to be more creative here, but sometimes you just got to eat the chalk and move along. And to me, this is a spot to just eat the chalk and move along. So I'm going to single the eight here in both the 50 cent and the $5 ticket. I think the biggest threat's the two, who this horse has already waxed. And if I was going to look at a horse I think can jump up, it's the seven. And I, I just don't think, that horse is going to be able to improve enough to be able to compete with the top two here, ran fourth behind them last time, lost to stay at the fence the time before that. So we'd really need to find another gear. Um, and I just, I think that's going to be a struggle. Also like the fact that uh, drama in the first race was, did not break on top was fourth uh, early on in that race, broke out of the eight post out of nine horses was three to five wide. And then he was able to kind of get the job done after that and just end up getting run down by magic spoon, who, like I said, is a very good horse. So uh, willing to take a short price here on the eight to just move along. Uh, yeah, I almost at one point thought that I would single this horse. And if I was going to go cheaper, I, I went deeper in the first two legs here because uh, it just ended up being a pretty short ticket for me. But I could definitely see singling here. You got an upgrade from a, a good bo- bug boy in uh, Tori Alba to Vasquez, who's 31% in the last year riding for Yakteen. Um, yeah, Magic Spoon winning that seven furlong Calbred stakes. That was Breeders' Cup Friday undercard. That was a superb race. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to use the eight here as well. I went to a three deep here and there I was hoping I haven't seen him in the chat for a few minutes. I'm hoping he didn't leave. Yeah, I'm using your boy, Jay Dutton. This is my second horse. The new shooter, uh, Yellowstone TV fans. There you go. This horse has got really good breeding for win early success. The Cyrus Smiling Tiger won his first two starts at age two, including a sprint stakes. The dam won twice at two, including her debut. Finished her two year old campaign winning a mile long dirt stakes at Remington Park. Only had one older sibling that's gotten to the races. Do you remember Tut's Revenge at Canterbury Park? This I is do. Canterbury. This is to this is Tut's Revenge's younger half brother. Uh, multiple stakes winner at Canterbury Park. One stakes at, at Prairie Meadows. Personally, I've picked that horse. I think every single time he's been available for me to pick on a Magic Mike show. I love Tut's Revenge. Uh, but I also did have a note here because I know that he would know whether or not I should use this horse. Ask Michael Austin. Should I use Jay Dutton? He said use this uh, this horse. So I am going to absolutely use Jay Dutton. And then a last horse on for me, you talked about him, the seven stolen treasure. This race to win it requires probably a mid to high 80s time form. The only horses that have run a figure like that or could make a sensible jump up without a huge improvement is the seven and the eight. The two, no. The two ceiling is like a 78, 80 time form. The seven, I think, possibly could jump up there. It wouldn't be a huge surprise. And then the four is the new shooter. So I went with the seven um, as the last horse on. I think about the last horse on my ticket has been somewhat competitive, just is going to need to take a step forward, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I picked the race eight, seven, two. If I was going to put a second horse in, it would be the four, which is ironic because a lot of times you're like, what? You picked like, but if, if I was actually going to, to put an extra horse here on the ticket, make it more expensive, the beauty of using the four is that it is that kind of unknown factor, right? I, I kind of feel like the eight already covers the seven and the two. 
So even though I think that the seven and the two are much more likely to hit the trifecta than the four, the four has a much higher win probability than either of them, if that makes sense. Um, because you're expecting that you kind of know what the ceiling is specifically on the two, and it's not as high as eight, right? And so you, you need something to go wrong, bad break, things like that. You don't handicap for that, right? Unless you have see a consistent trend. Um, so for me, it's, 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 you go with either, you, you either go with the four or the seven, if you're going to use another horse. Did you look at the three at all? Uh, it was interesting to me that Yakteen has two in here with the eight as the favorite and the three was the other one he put in here. Uh, the three to me, this is, it's here because kind of where else are you going to, I mean, they don't want to drop this horse down for a tag yet, but give it a I don't know. Yeah. It's, I feel like they're still trying to figure out what to do with this horse. Like, what is he going to be good at? Just don't, yeah, but, I don't like, I don't like what they've done with him yet so far. Interesting. Go dirt, then the turf. Now going back to dirt. Doctor No No, a pretty good horse that won that first race. Mm -hmm. There won that beat that field by eight lengths. So at least something interesting there. But it's another one where, like, you know, I, I'm rarely going to use the two, but I would be more interested in using the three or the four, even though I think the two has a higher chance to hit the try there because I, I'm I'm willing to take a little bit more of a price if I'm going to go deeper here. But dude, I, I do like the eight quite a bit in this spot. That's why I'm a single everywhere, and I agree with save the clock tower here hit the thumbs up buddy if you're if everyone's watching just pop a thumbs up in there we got a bunch of people watching just one thumbs up so far save the clock tower is feeling great he had a date night in between blinkers off and uh magic mike show so it's good to see that you uh made it back for this one as well third leg of the delmar late pick five on saturday november 18th race seven has nine males three and up sprinting five furlongs on the turf this is the n1x calbred allowance level where'd you go on top Thought it got a little more interesting here. Um, you can kind of go to some prices if you want. I'm going to play, like I said, a $5 and a 50 cent ticket. Two horses here are going to be for the $5 ticket. Not getting overly creative in this spot. I'm going to put the eight horse double jab on top. Love the fact that Pratt picks up this mount after breaking the maiden first time turf sprinting over this Del Mar turf course at this distance. Looks phenomenal doing it too. Was able to rate, which I think is a big deal. Was broke out of the one post that day. Not an easy spot to break out of the first time you're on turf. I uh, was able to sit off the pace and then be able to uh, basically just just demolish these horses down the lane, one by open lengths. Now getting back on the turf again, I think this is a good spot as well from a speed perspective. You've got multiple horses that want to be forwardly placed. Uh, so you're going to have pace to chase here. Because of that, I think it's going to set up very, very well for the eight horse. So I'll put the eight double jab on top at five to two. And then I'll use one of those speed horses. Give me Book Smart, uh, the five horse here who had run... A Pretty well. Actually, I'm going to change that. I don't like Booksmart that much. I'm going to go with the seven Mish as the other horse here, who's going to be also coming from off the pace right outside of it. Just missed the Gypsy Tears the one last time, but it had a significantly worse trip doing so. Uh, the one was on the pace the entire time. Well, Gypsy Tears, I'm sorry, well, Mish had to come from off of it and it kind of had to weave around some traffic uh, in the stretch. And that was going down the hill. I think the five furlong is going to fit this horse a little bit better. So I'm going to start out here with eight and seven. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the eight as the top pick. Uh, I'm against the seven. It's worth noting the seven and the nine, both, uh, they should race in here, but they're both also eligibles in the last race Friday, November 17th at Del Mar, same class level, but it's a mile on the turf. And that to me kind of meant says that the seven and the nine, along with looking at their past performances, five furlongs might just be too short for them. If this is San Anita six, six and a half, I think it's fine. I think it's a good spot. I'm worried that five is a little too short. The seven, um went uh, tried five furlongs once in his first time facing winners but was never really involved with that the better turf race was coming down the hill at six and a half and out of that five furlong sprint we went back to the dirt and we went a mile with me so that to me kind of when it's D'Amato doing that when del mar's got 
a turf race you could have probably used like that worried me um uh, but you are getting free suit right second back so I, I understand using the seven um and like i said the eight's my top eight the five book smart is my third pick so we can transition to talking about him even though you don't like him i don't know maybe you took him off your ticket now you didn't seem like you loved him that much but no, I, I, I put the, I picked the seven second. It was five to one, and my, my brain wrote down five instead of seven. I got you. Okay, I, I do that so many times. I understand. Booksmart, he's three to one, and that's a, it's a hard price to take on a horse that doesn't really have, the, sorry, the turf success to kind of back it up. But he's won three straight. The last time out, it was beating Calbred Allowance horses on the dirt, going six furlongs. That was literally four days ago. This horse is doing so well that Bob has. After claiming the horse, runs him back, protected in that Calbred allowance, and went, shit, he's still really good. Let's try him back on the turf. It might not work, but this horse is in the absolute perfect form compared to anyone in this field. And arguably, the eight is, is right there as well, but he is at least consistent and, and has been, you know, showing up with different, uh, you know, it's showing up with consistent efforts at different distances. I just hope that that translates to the turf, but he's doing so well. And then we put the candy man on him and the candy man rides a turf horse or a speed horse as well as anybody. So I am going to use the five book smart despite the three to one price. Yeah. Going to be gunning right from the start. I, the two turf efforts just left something to be desired for me. I mean, cause it, it's like, and the thing is, is the last two races, 21, 21 and change 43 and change that is blazing fast over the dirt course. The turf races, we both saw, we saw 22, 23 and one and this horse quit off both of those. I'm worried this horse just doesn't like the turf because if you look at the races around those dirt efforts, you saw similar numbers on the dirt from a speed perspective, but that, that just could not replicate it on the turf. And we know turf speed and dirt speed, they're two different animals. And sometimes it carries over. Sometimes it does not. And it just feels like it doesn't here for Booksmart. And on top of that, we're not exactly devoid of speed in this spot either. I mean, I, I think Booksmart is probably the fastest horse, but there are a couple in here that, that can go pretty good. So I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where you just inherit an easy lead, which is the easiest way to kind of translate over to be able to get the job done when you're going dirt to turf. Uh, who else did you use in this spot? I only went three deep. I used the uh, three horse, Rachel's coach as the other horse here. Uh, Adam King, uh, Kitchen, Kitchenman, he's picking it or training this horse. Uh, and you get Hector Berrios who picks up the mount. Big time jockey upgrade here, going from Maldonado, who you mentioned is speed, 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 right? I like picking up Hector Berrios, who's able to get horses to relax a bit more, able to sit off a little bit more. I think you're going to see a pretty good trip here from Rachel's coach. If you look at the race two back, five furlongs over this Del Mar turf, broke out of the 10 post that day. So it was wide that entire time. Still, I thought, held on extremely well to be able to end up running third in a race that is pretty competitive. You go two back, the horse... I thought faced a, faced a pretty good field, even for the $50,000 claiming level there at Del Mar. Kind of made a push and then faded off, but again, was in the nine of nine post that day. So the two times we've seen this turf, this horse turf sprinting, both of them toward the outside. Now we're drawing more toward the inside. I didn't get a favorable trip here for Rachel's coach. Willing to take a shot here at a big number of 12 to 1. I didn't like this horse because you, on debut, was fourth uh, out of the gate and finished third. And hasn't passed a horse really since. <laughs> so if this horse isn't on the lead, I don't see how this horse wins. Is my concern. I mean, broke second one, probably won the race when he broke its maiden. Okay, you were that, you were you were a half length off the lead. You were on the lead. The uh, horse just had its head ahead of you for at that specific point. No, I mean you're getting a price and you're getting a good jockey on it. Just for me, I couldn't work out a, a trip for this. I also don't like horses getting claimed off to Mayo and going to someone 
like Kitchingman, who's, you know, not going to take a horse and magically improve at 50 points. So just a personal thing. Um, last two for me, I, I did go for a price on the last two. Number two, uh, Gold Council at 15 to one. Just the one race on here, uh, but did win very impressively going six furlongs in the debut. Super long layoff, but we were coming off of a eternal layoff for that debut. So not too worried about it. You see the 47 in one gate work. Uh, for the last work was November 12th, so four days ago here. A jockey upgrade to Gio Franco off of Ryan Curatolo. Franco was Motorius's jockey that got him into the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. And he's worked really steadily since August, so I'm not too concerned about the layoff. If he can fire, I think he's going to have plenty of pace uh, potentially to run into if the five gets pushed. So I like the two, and then I also like the six cribbage board. Absolutely love the game of cribbage. I love the jockey upgrade here, but boy, I also hate this class bump and the surface switch. So... I'm getting 10 to 1, but if if I thought that this horse would be anything in the single digits, it wouldn't be on my ticket. I love me some cribbage, too. We should we should have a cribbage match at some point when we got uh, one of these racing weeks. Oh, that's right. Midwesterners. Yeah, you would yeah. know cribbage. Okay. Yeah. Can't find anybody uh, who, who's a good cribbage match here, so it'd be good to have a little, little cribbage fun. Uh, not a huge fan um, on the six. Sorry. There's something going on up front. Uh, I thought you froze. <laughs> no, the, uh, the two gold council, definitely interested in the two. Um, I, that's one of those where I kind of looked at it a long time, especially the 15 to one price. You should expect a lot better race from gold council this time. Adding Lasix, gelded, long time off the layoff, but did was impressive winning that first race, being able to come from off the pace. Um, and the layoff, not a biggest concern, because like you said, was able to win off the longest possible layoff for a horse. Looked at the four geezer for a while. I'm not sure if you looked at this one or not. The race three back on five furlongs when Palmer was the trainer, switched over to Valdez. Now we're back to Palmer. That race kind of fits with these. Um, and if we can improve off that, I think there's a, a world where Geezer is some, a threat here as well. I didn't end up putting the four on the ticket, but that would have been my next one on. It's the same thing. So Hector Palma's back training. He had gotten a Hissa big-ass ban, and then they reviewed it and said, oh, no, never mind. We made a mistake. And so Valdez was his assistant. Valdez took over. Uh, I love Hector Palma when he's dirt training. Hector Palma is like... You hate, you hate the turf. I hate, and I like him, but I hate him when he's got a turf horse. He's an automatic fade on turf for me. Automatic fade. Yeah. I, apparently, I pulled Just that person. freeze pretty well. A lot of people thought I froze. Yeah. I, well, I did. Well, you didn't even, like, blink or move. Like, usually, if you freeze or thinking, like, you at least are, like, or there's, like, a little facial thing. Like, I can see that you're thinking. No, you flat out froze. Like well, The dog started barking, like, really angry barking. <laughs> and I hear my wife yell, Lily, are you okay? And so I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? And so I was like, mm-hmm. And so I was trying yep, to no. all, all the dad red flags are going off. I exactly. understand. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right. I can keep talking about horses now. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, penultimate leg of the late pick five at Del Mar Saturday, November 18th. Race eight is the Cary Grant stakes for older cow bred males sprinting seven furlongs on the dirt. We had nine entered, but you see here on the screen, number five, fast draw Munnings will scratch. And you also see that my single, the number seven, the chosen Ron, four to five favorite, we just saw him two weeks ago in the Breeders' Cup Sprint at San Nita running fifth. You are using him on your 50-cent ticket, but I know you're trying to beat him with your $5 ticket. Yeah, look, I know he's the probably the best horse in the race. I get that, but I'm going to take a little bit of shot against him here. I'm going to go with a six-horse Big City Lights to try and take him gate to wire. Um, the one thing, okay, this is seven furlongs, which I think is the worst distance for the Chosen Vron. Uh, just one for four at the distance. The horse is 13 for 18 lifetime. So if you're going to find a weakness here, I think the seven furlongs is where you try and poke holes in it. And if you're going to beat him, I think you take him gate to wire because he doesn't have a ton of early pace here. And in this spot, you kind of look around. It's like, okay, Moose Mitchell has some early pace, but he's like 23, 45-ish early pace, right? 
you go around, there's really no one else that wants to heat it up all that much early. I guess inside Principe Carlo could try and make it a little bit hot up front early too. But to me, this is this is Big City Lights who's going to be able to either A, get loose, or B, sit right behind the one and have a better trip than the Chosen Braun going six furlong or seven furlongs. And I just, I don't love how fast this turnaround is. I mean, this horse you mentioned, it was in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. That was like two weeks ago, man. Like we're, we're talking like 14 days off between races here. It just seems like, what are we doing if we're trying to fire this horse right back this quickly? And I get it. There's not a ton of spots for him, blah, 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 blah. You know, but if you think the horse is that good, it's really a Breeders' Cup sprint type horse. $100,000 state bred stakes race isn't exactly where I'm wheeling him back in 14 days if I'm worried about it. So I'm going to try and get around the seven and on the $5 ticket. I'm going to use the six and the seven because I do like one other horse here. So I'll go three deep in it. But for me, or I'm sorry, the five. And, yeah, the six and the seven. But for me, I'm going to single up the six big city lights and see if we can pull the gate to wire winner over the chosen run and add some some value here when we're going after the $5 ticket. So regarding the chosen run, I'm trying to think out where to start first. The Breeders' Cup for any runs fifth. Uh, off of a layoff, off of uh, over three months, we haven't seen the horse, which was I, a big reason I didn't like him in that race, that he'd been training extremely well. I was like, he's coming off of way too long of a layoff to face these horses. He got beat by three of the best dirt sprinters that are currently in training, and then Nakatomi somehow held on. Like, I don't know how, I still don't understand how Nakatomi got third in that race, but um, other than Mike Smith ran, rode like Victor Espinosa on Speedboat Beach. But before that, this horse won eight straight races, including this race last year. The previous time that he lost before that was at seven furlongs, but it was the grade two Pat O'Brien. He also was third in the grade two, grade two San Vicente, first time that he ever faced winners at seven furlongs. And then he was seven furlongs in a uh, Calbred stakes when he was three uh, at Del Mar. But all of that to say is that this horse has just been so unbelievably good. He's coming back after two weeks because this is an easy $60,000 paycheck. Like you could, this horse ran roughshod through all the Calbreds and then won the Bing Crosby because that was what was left for him to do. Like you can make a good living. You can make over a million dollars just running roughshod on Calbreds. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he's not a top Breeders' Cup horse. He was there because he won the Bing Crosby. He was, he was there because he won the Bing Crosby. And the horse that he barely beat in that, Dr. Shivel, was even worse than he was in that race. So you look at who he was facing, who he's beaten, and you look at this field, and his best competition is a horse that in his last three starts couldn't even barely even sniff the jock of the chosen Vron in two of them. The only time he got close was when he was the shortest distance, six furlongs. Not a seven, not at a mile, six furlongs. So yeah, yeah. give me the chosen Vron to win this race easily as my single. Well, I, we will see on Saturday, my friend. The difference, <laughs> the difference with Big City Lights here, awful long layoff late in the four-year-old season. So Chosen Vron was a four-year-old running against a three-year-old back then. Now you have a four-year-old, so you're going to have a fully mature Big City Lights versus a fully mature Chosen Vron. So that, that does make a pretty big difference. And I'm just not willing to take the price delta. Because when they actually go off, Chosen Vron <laughs> yes. one to five, two to five? Two to five. Two to five, and Big yeah. City Lights will be three to one? Nine to two, four to seven to two, four to one, somewhere in that range. Yes. So I'm I'm getting what ten x on the on the five or on the six to the seven. I don't think it's ten x likely that that the that the chosen Vron wins this race. and big city lights doesn't. So I, I'm willing to take a little bit of a shot with big city lights, who I think is going to be a better version at four than three because most horses are. And have Mandela not an issue off the layoff. Hernandez get a very good jockey. I mean, to me, I think Big City Lights fits all the bills to try and pull the upset here on the chosen Vron, who's going to be heavily, heavily overbet. Doc says he's going to bounce. How do you bounce from a fifth place finish? Like, you bounce up. 
Exactly. Not yeah, down. Was, you bounce. Well, up. that was arguably his second best race of his career. Oh bullshit! What do you mean bullshit? How is was, how is getting fifth beating five and a quarter lengths? He won a Grade One race. Yeah, with a worse buyer and a worse time form. No, his time form was one nineteen. His buy his time form for the Breeders' Cup was one fourteen. Okay, so his time form. He got a one eighteen three back. He got a one twenty two five back. He got a one sixteen. 130. There's plenty of races that are better than that 114 in the Breeders' Cup sprint. No, Byers disagrees. Only two of his races have ever been better than his Breeders' Well, Cup. Byers are bullshit like the Associated Press is full of shit, okay? <laughs> Papa Dude said it. It's it's true. Well, if Papa Dude said it. Um, That's true. You went 3D. Let's get back on track. You went 3D here, right? I went 3D. Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like the four horse a little bit here. Lovesick Blues is my other horse in here. We're getting a big number on it, 12 to 1. Rispoli picks up the mount. You get a pretty big jock upgrade. He's ridden this horse twice before, first and a third in those two rides. Uh, horses got a decent second here over the Delmar course as well. This one is the, hey, if it collapses, I think Lovesick Blues can can pick up the collapse horse. And that's really the only reason I'm adding this horse on here. But I think we'll excel at the seven furlong number or seven furlong distance has never run there. If it gets too hot early and the chosen front doesn't fire, I'll take Lovesick Blues as the horse that picks everything up. So I'm going to go four, six, seven here on the 50 cent ticket. Man, it's the horse that I love to hit the board. I don't know if he's good enough to win when you've got the six and this. By the way, I fully admit six is a very talented horse. Um, definitely deserving of a second choice here. Uh, between the six and the seven, (laughs) between the six and the seven being in here, I think I think it's gonna be hard for the four to take that step forward. But you're it does there is a world where he could win it, and you know the six and a half furlong wins, like you mentioned back earlier in the the year, were really nice. So the right trip. The right move. You got the jockey up again. No shot to Tori Alba, but he is a bug and it's Reese Belize. So, you know. yeah, he's I a crash genius, but he can ride on the dirt. This is this is a swing, but I also want to try and I, I, if you're gonna make money off this this pick five on the cheaper ticket, you got to go against either the eight or the seven here. The eight in the second leg of the seven here. I like the eight more than I like the seven here. So that mm-hmm. meant I was going to try and beat the chosen brawn. And, and I'm going to try and do it with a price as well as the horse I like the most. So that's where we ended up with the four, six, seven. Like I said, in the $5 ticket, I'm just going to single up the six because again, if big city lights wins the, like that 300 to $500 pick five range for the $5 ticket is like right in there. We're talking, we could go maybe to the top end of that range, look at a $500 pick five, but having it for $5 means it pays 5,000, right? So that's, that's where you make those adjustments here and trying to beat the chosen brawn. It helps really helps that payout versus, you know, having both the eight as a single or two early as earlier and the seven as a single here, then you might as well be playing five singles because it's not going to pay more than 150 bucks if that happens. And, and you're really having to, to tighten up your ticket if you want to make it profitable. Yeah. I think we, we both definitely agree. And it'd be, I don't think anybody would agree really that, uh, the, the chosen run is most likely single of this entire sequence. And so oh, if you're trying to be, yeah. if you're trying to be uh contradictory to make like where Mike is going with this, that is the horse that you try and beat with it. So yeah, all great points from you. Uh, we got one race, one race left here. The Red Wings lost in, they losing a shootout. I think they lost in a shootout. It's fine. The five to four is the final score. It went over six and a half. Fifth and final leg of the Del Mar late pick five Saturday, November 18th race nine has 10 Older males sprinting five furlongs on the turf. They're in for either 25,000 or 22,500 claiming tags. The nine westward look will scratch, which sucks because that was Pratt's horse, but it's great news for the 11 code Charlie because now he draws in from also eligible. There's as many Los Al horses in this as there are uh, actual horses with a chance to win. Mike, who did you go with on top? 
I'm going to go with a, a shipper here. It's an interesting ship and win horse um, because mm-hmm. this horse has been in California quite a bit, but then got claimed, went to Laurel, went to Charlestown, Gulfstream for a while, Delaware, Monmouth. Now we're coming back here. And that's the six horse Solardi. Uh, Sweezy brings this one in for Rockingham Ranch. Rispoli takes them out. This is a speed demon on the turf course. I love it here at five and at five furlongs. I think the flat five is the perfect distance. The horse is actually one here at Del Mar turf sprinting. Uh, he's six for 14 at the distance. So we know loves the distance six for 23 career. So maybe stick here at five, five and a half <laughs> furlongs. Uh, I think Solardi gets the lead and doesn't look back. Really that simple. Um, when you go through again, the early pace numbers and you look at, okay, how fast is the opening furlong for a lot of these horses? Solardi's is the fastest. Should be able to clear this field. And if that happens, I think the six gets awfully tough up front. So I'll put the six Solardi on top here at four to one. Uh, yeah, topic for me as well. Uh, and, and everything that you mentioned, you can Sweezy bring the horse in for the ship and win bonus aggressively spots the horse in a $25,000 claiming spot. Like there's a good chance this horse could get claimed out of this spot and they know that, but they're bringing it in for the purse and for the, that ship and win bonus. And biggest concern might be a speed duel with the three, not yeah. the 11s in here, but I still think he's the fastest early and we're putting Reese Blade aboard. And as, as someone mentioned, I saved the clock tower just mentioned he's a grass genius. Like I'm not worried about Reese Blade giving this horse the proper ride. I know that he'll do it. So I'm with you on that. I also went with the, ch- I went very chalky here to, to, cause I really just hated a lot of these. I went with the four, give me the loot at five to two is second choice on a two race win streak at this, at this level. He has four wins, three seconds and two thirds in 13 starts sprinting at this distance across all three surfaces, which is a big deal. That includes five furlong turf stakes win at uh, Golden Gate Fields. He had a good second to Lieutenant Dan here over this course and distance in the grade three green flash handicap a couple years ago. He's got the tactical speed to sit off if needed. You can look that up for two back. But he is going to be forwardly placed. And if a speed duel ensues, I've got myself covered. But he's got to be careful there. Yeah, I, I like giving the loot as well. It's going to be my other horse on the $5 ticket uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. I mean, just a really logical horse should sit a nice trip. I, I think the speed duel actually helps this one a little bit because I do think we're trying to sit, you know, let's call it third or fourth in this spot versus trying to be right on it like we were in the last two. Uh, fuller field this time. If you look back to like some of the races this horse has run against full fields, you're seeing so, the horse run from off the pace a little bit more, even at the mile distance when you look four back there. Um, so I, I like the four quite a bit here. It's looked very good since switching back to turf sprinting and jumping into the pop. Duermo barn uh third pick for me i'm gonna go to the horse that i kind of that i think is the one that that if this thing falls apart has a good shot at being able to run them down and that is the seven perfectionist uh sadler Faisu, good combinations here lost last time to give me the loop but i thought actually ran a pretty good race and it was a tough trip as well going six and a half furlongs at santa anita um was stuck on the rail had to then swing outside on the far turn i think you're going to get a much better trip here being able to break from off the rail especially with the route that you're going to try and take has races that fit the bill here. Um, when you look back it, to the past races when we were running in the uh, N2X level, both at Santa Anita and Del Mar, has a win over this course, two for three at the distance. So kind of checks all those boxes for me. You get a five to one price. So the seven was my third pick here. Did you use Perfectionist? That's my third and final horse. And actually the, the fourth one you used was the uh, I left off. It was my fourth thought. But uh, there's so few horses in this race that like to pass. You know that the seven Perfectionist is going to want to pass horses. Um the back races say he could win it. It's it's tough. This is not a great race because it's a 25k claimers, but I really think that this you you outlined it perfectly. Last out six and a half furlongs. 
Give Me the Loot also had things his own way up front. He's not going to have that in this spot. And that's how I think he's able to turn the tables on him. I, my one concern, I'll have your take on this. He was 19 to 1 that race. He's 5 to 1 here. Was it more that he was unfairly ignored at 19 to 1? Or is this too much of an overreaction to him missing second by a nose? I think it was more he was unfairly ignored, um, especially in that okay. seven horse field. I think that, well, the other part of it is like, I think his chances to win this race are significantly better than the last, even without the last on paper. If you go back and you look at it, it's a seven horse field with a speed dominant horse that's better than you, right? Like it's, that's not an easy <laughs> route to win in this race. Yeah. You've got a much more speed setting up better for a horse who's coming off it, who ran on the grass last time. Now get a second time in a row on the grass versus switching from dirt to turf. This is third off the layoff or second off the layoff. You're expecting a fitter horse here as well. So there's a lot of things that changed from that race to this race that I think all benefit the seven and kind of are negatives against the four. And that's a big time why uh, I think a big reason why I think the four was such a short price and seven was a longer price. So this is one of those spots where, yeah, the prices change, but I'm not as worried about it because the factors that changed all support the fact that uh, perfectionistic should be a shorter price here in this spot versus what we saw last time. So uh, makes sense to me why we're using the horse, um, obviously, because I picked it. So uh, I'm going to go four, six, seven, and then I'm going to throw Maven on uh, is the last horse on my ticket here. The 10 horse. I think we all know this horse <laughs> because this is one of those that was supposed to be awesome for Wesley Ward. Kind of never really turned that corner. But this horse, I mean, as recently as three back ran a 90 buyer, which would crush this field. Right. And, and yeah, there's a ton of speed here. We'll see if it's fast enough to be able to get the lead. Really ran poorly last time against Give Me the Loop, breaking from the rail. But that was mainly because the horse jumped across the dirt. Like if you go back and you watch that, Maven had no interest going six and a half furlongs and crossing over the dirt to get onto the turf. Now we're going five furlongs. I, I think it's go, go, go here. And we'll see if you're as fast as the six. And if you are and Maven somehow clears, then Maven's a real threat to win this race because there is the talent is there. The consistency is not. But now we're against $25,000 claimers. And if you run back to any of the races I could point to, you win. Like there, there are five races on the page for Maven that win this race. And one of them's in this barn. One of them is turf sprinting in this barn. So to me, I'll take a little bit of a shot here at eight to one with Maven as well, who not overly high on, but I feel like is the wild card of this race. You talked about the four horse, the first time starter in the second leg as kind of the wild card because we didn't know what we were going to get. The unknown. Maven's kind of the unknown. Because Maven's best race wins. Most of Maven's races don't. But if we go back to that good one, that is the one that gets the job done. So I'll go end up with four, six, seven, ten here. Like I mentioned, this was the, the last horse, uh, or my fourth ranked horse in this race, and it didn't make the ticket for me. I just couldn't see a realistic world in which he gets to the lead and wins. But you outlined it perfectly. That's how he gets there, because he does not pass horses. But no. if he breaks well, yeah, say the six stumbles or has an issue or whatever, you know, the things happen right it's horse racing so um the horse it does fit and you're getting a good price and you're carrying aside from the bug boy horse the number three who's one pound lower you're carrying low weight because you're in for that 22.5 tag as well so um reasons to like the the 10 i almost said nine because it'll be breaking from post nine but reasons to like the 10 just didn't make my ticket but i totally understand why he's there yeah, one of the last horses on my ticket. But again, I just has the races. And sometimes, especially at that level. At that 25K level. Things go wrong. Sometimes you just have to be able to point to one. And I can point to like five. So willing to take a shot there at eight to one. Well, I'll point down below. Thanks for joining Mike and I for the Magic Mike Show 512 covering Del Mar's Saturday Late Pick 5. Below is the ticker with our tickets for this card or for this sequence here. I'll start off for 50 cents. I'm going to go one, two, five with four, seven, eight with two, five, six, eight. Single to seven and four, six, seven to close out. 
$54 for my ticket. Start with your 50 center, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna play two tickets. The 50 cent ticket's gonna be two six with eight with three seven eight with four six seven with four six seven ten. Then I'll play a five dollar ticket, two six with eight with seven eight with six with four six. That'll cost you 40 bucks for five dollars. Boom, and you can uh, you can Frankenstein Mike and I's uh, two fifty cent tickets for really not much more money. I think it still would keep definitely keep your fifty cent uh, under a hundred dollars uh, the way that we have our things lined up there. But if you are playing, regardless if you agree with us or not, please tell, put your tickets down below in the comment section. If you're uh, live here on YouTube, tell us what you you guys have been doing a great job. But but tell us what your tickets are. We love to hear from you. Uh, <clears throat> we can get out of here, Mike. But before we do, let's see. It's Thursday. What's happening? It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. It feels like even with the field sizes here, it's just we're waiting. We're kind of in a wait mode. So, what are your Thanksgiving week plans? Uh, we are gonna we're gonna go into Phoenix to see the family. So, uh, get to go down there. I'll be at I'll be in Vegas for the weekend. Kind of excited to see the F one down there. See what that's like. All the local. Oh, sweet! Hate it. The ground freak. Um, nice. But uh, but yeah, F one's gonna be there for the weekend. So excited to kind of hear those cars zoom zooming around and see the the looks and everything. It looks like a video game. There was someone who literally filmed the course as they drove through it. It just looks like it's going to be really cool with all the lights on and everything. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one of our, our listeners on a flight right now, Nick Seavers has a box out there, has a hotel room at Caesars overlooking it. So he invited me out. So I may, uh, may head over there and check it out. That's Saturday night when the actual race happens, but they are like locking down, locking down all the streets around it. So it is going to be a nightmare getting around that yeah. city. So I, I may just stay. I'm I'm staying down at the at in old Vegas essentially, so not on the strip. So I may just stay down there and watch the race on the screen. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But it should be a fun weekend to be there, and then headed to Phoenix for uh, for Thanksgiving. How about yourself? That's awesome. Well, I was gonna make a joke about how uh, the weather finally dropped below 80 degrees every day here. So you're gonna go to Phoenix for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we're going. Actually, my parents are coming to town. They actually land Thanksgiving afternoon from Oregon, and then they'll be here for the long weekend. But we're going. This was their idea. We're going to take Colson to Legoland. So uh, he nice. loves Legos. We feel like that's the he's two and a half. He's at the perfect age to go there. And uh, yeah, we got a suite um, that so instead of us getting separate hotel rooms or something, we got a suite, which will be interesting because my parents usually when they visit like to stay elsewhere so that they're not around a kid all the time. So now they're mm -hmm. forced to. So we'll see how that goes. Even when they're here like when we're not Legoland, they're staying with us. So they're going to have to be around it all the time. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, the in-laws got a uh the in-laws got an Airbnb in Phoenix. And so it's going to be us with my sister with uh, my wife's sister and her two sons. And so it's going to be a lot of people in one house. So we'll see we'll see how that turns out, but I'm bet it's going to be a good time. Yeah, Legoland, yeah. good call, man. That is going to be a blast. I like I've I've have I have friends who are like our age who love going to Legoland. <laughs> so I, you're gonna have a very good time there. You have to send some pictures. They have like some really cool like skyscapes, skyscrapes of or skyscapes of like mm -hmm. New York City with the Legos all built up and everything. They've got a big Lego train that I'm sure Colson's gonna be really into. So it's uh, it should be a fun way to spend the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, we've never uh, we've never gone. Uh, none of us have ever been there before, so we're excited. And yeah, with the Thanksgiving holiday, hoping it'll slow down. We'll be there Friday and Saturday, so hoping it won't be as crazy busy but uh well however you spend thanksgiving thanks for spending this thursday with us we'll of course be off next thursday um are you gonna be do you want to do a show monday are you gonna be available for that i can't remember what your travel is uh let's we'll, we'll decide we'll figure out if there's a carryover or something if not we'll take it off there'll be a magic mike show monday we'll figure out what it is and if mike's able with travel and all that to make it but we'll have something here so we'll be back here monday uh make sure you check out the the website we're gonna have let's see delmar's the big focus is we got so we got the bob hope stakes on sunday the card for that just came out 
Nisos is in there. I predicted after he won his maiden. I was like, oh yeah, there's your Bob Hope Stakes winners, Nisos right there. So tune in to see him do that Sunday. And of course, visit racingdudes.com for free picks every race, every day, every track across the country. And the Salmo Bombs, which didn't hit the late pick five at Aqueduct, but you've been doing pretty good so far. Yeah, we cashed the early pick five, early pick four, but they didn't pay a lot. You know, it was like 300 yeah. bucks, something like that. So you paid for the day, but man, you know. Oh, alive. yeah, I wouldn't like to have an extra 300 bucks in my pocket today. Sure, why not? Being alive, going to that last race for, for 14 and 18,000, man. Those are the ones that you're, you're yeah. like, come on. You know, it's, and there's been the last couple we've been alive for. We have not gotten home. So hopefully we can make it happen. But yeah, we'll be at, uh, at Aqueduct and Del Mar all weekend, and hopefully uh, we can crush a big pick five. Well, until next time, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chris Code. He's at some of them. 18, number one to rate corporal. It's at racing underscore dudes. And until Monday, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Thanks for all the kind comments. We'll see you guys next week. The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb. Because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.